Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps of the Golden Girls. Today we are on Season 6, Episode 21, Witness, which originally aired on March 9th of 1991. So let's learn what else transpired in history on that day. Very little. Um, in 1891, the Great Blizzard of 1891 begins in England, which lasts until March 13th and results in the death of 200 people and around 6,000 animals. Uh, in 2006, liquid water is discovered on Enceladus, uh, the sixth largest moon of Saturn. And our most recent event on March 9th of 2016, the European Union migrant crisis is spurred onward as Macedonia, Croatia, and Slovenia close their borders to migrants attempting to reach Northern Europe. Uh, so that is our history for today. So why don't you tell us what transpired on this mob-infested installment of the Golden Girls. Oh, boy. Talk about two completely opposite plots here. Scene one, we're in the living room. Dorothy's on the couch. Sophia comes out and sits on the couch and uses binoculars to watch TV, then to look at Dorothy. Yeah, then Sophia says she is off, Well, which is also Dorothy's diagnosis. But... She's off to drive somewhere. Yeah, Sophia has broken her glasses and can't see much of anything. Yes, Blanche enters and says she'd like Dorothy to help her go through some papers to authenticate her family tree so she can present it tomorrow at the Daughters of the Old South initiation. This is not an actual club. I, I googled. That's good. This is not an actual place. Ah, uh, great. Ah. Uh, but there is like daughter, Daughters of the Civil War. Or something like that. Of, oh, yeah. Or something yeah. like that, yeah. A little talk about this. And Dorothy does bring up that the Center for Disease Control just happens to be in Atlanta. Yeah, obviously something to do with uh, Blanche's sexual appetite. Sophia has sat in a chair and is looking at Dorothy and Blanche through the binoculars backwards. Yes, and says this way she... She, which I think she meant Dorothy, I'm not sure, actually looks demure. Yes, which means lending a modest appearance. Uh, the doorbell rings and... It, it means, basically, you look thin. Okay, so that must be Dorothy. Well, yeah, that had to be Dorothy. Who knows? Okay, the doorbell rings and it is Barbara. Yes, she's apparently a neighbor. Sophia has reported, reported her glasses stolen. And Barbara says there are no glasses down at the station. Yeah, she is a cop. She mm -hmm. also apparently doesn't like all the noise that comes from Blanche at night. And Blanche's room, yes. Huh, Barbara leaves. Okay, so, are we supposed to know who this is? Is this, supposed to, is this like that doctor character who I continually don't remember him ever being on here before, but he is? No, we've never seen her before. Okay. We don't know who she is. Okay, we're not supposed to know who she is. Okay. I, I hope not, because I don't okay. know who she is. All right. That's what I, that's what I figured. So. But, okay. Blanche leaves and Rose enters and has another date with Carl. Rose talks about him and says that he is so understanding because she has told him that she still has feelings for Miles. Uh, Miles is in the witness protection. You're not supposed to be talking about him. But anyway, Dorothy reminds us that Miles is in the witness protection program, see? Mm -hmm. And Rose says she hasn't told Carl that Miles ratted on the cheese man. Yep. Okay, so there's more 
talk about Carl. Scene two, we're in the kitchen. Blanche and Dorothy, they're going over Blanche's paperwork. Dorothy doesn't like the discriminatory nature of the club. Blanche says it's only for women who come from 100% Southern Confederate stock. Okay, Sophia enters wearing Roy Orbison type sunglasses. She looks fantastic to me. Uh, they don't help Sophia see much better. She thinks Blanche is a black dude. <laughs> uh, Blanche and Dorothy continue. Dorothy looks at the Roquet marriage papers. And Dorothy says, Walter Roquet married Rosalind Roquet, 1861. Rosalind was from, uh-oh. Yeah, uh -huh. Roquet Feldman was born in Buffalo, New York. Dorothy has great pleasure in calling Blanche a Yankee doodle gal. Uh, this is really bad news for Blanche. She says she will lie if she has to just to get in this club. And okay, so. She's lived in Miami how long? Yeah, um, so. <laughs> just now trying to get in the club. So very briefly. So now it doesn't say exactly when. But uh, when this marriage supposedly took place. 1861. Right, but specifically in 1861. Oh, well, no. So, depending on when, um, 1861, uh, for those who do not know, that is the year the American Civil War begins, more or less. Okay. Um, as uh, in, uh, on January 9th, Mississippi uh, becomes the second state to secede from the uh, American Union. Uh, then Georgia eventually succeed, secedes on January 18th. Uh, and then uh, eventually uh, the Confederate states are unionized, more or less, uh, in February under the Confederate States Constitution. And then Jefferson Davis is elected on February 9th. So It'd be, I think, pretty challenging uh, to marry a woman from Buffalo, New York in Atlanta or anywhere in Georgia in that year. Possibly, yes. But if she was just born in Buffalo, say she was 20, so that had been 1841 she was yes, born. Yes, but... And if she lived in Atlanta for 20 years... But this is 1800s, so you got to get like the bride's father has to sign the marriage certificate or, or something, something, right? Yeah. So I don't know about all that way back then. If you're 20 or something, okay. I don't know, uh, but yes. I don't know. I think it would be quite a challenge that obviously no one did the research on. No, of course not. C three, we're outside the front door. Rose and Carl return from their date. Carl wants them to go away for the weekend. Rose isn't sure she is ready. Carl thinks that it's because of this Miles guy and wants to know what he is up against. Yeah, they talk for a little while, then he leaves, and Rose goes into the living room and sits on the couch. Scene four, we're in the living room. Rose is on the couch, and Miles enters from the lanai hallway. Uh, Miles is dressed in black and has a long white beard, which is fake. His new identity in the witness relocation program is to be Amish. 
That's a good one, honestly. Yeah, he works on an Amish farm. He says it sucks. His his new name is Samuel Plankmaker. Yeah, they talk for a second. Then the other three girls enter from the kitchen and are introduced to Samuel, and his disguise is given up in a second or two, of course. They talk for a second. And Miles and Sophia leave to get him a room ready so he can stay the night. He's not going to stay in Rose's room? Uh, okay. Well, I presume that's the assumption, and it's just like she's mo- she's going to have him come help her move her, like, Sophia. Well, actually, yeah, I don't know. That That is kind of strange, I guess. Yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, because what I was about to say would make no sense. So Okay. Uh, of course, now that I recall, it might have been that uh, Rose does not want to stay with him because he's a different person. She... She doesn't know. Oh yeah, they're Samuel still on that. Maker. They're still on that stupid plot point, right? Yeah. Okay. They can't stay. So Blanche doesn't like it. No, she doesn't want it. Dorothy thinks Blanche is too self-centered, but Blanche doesn't think a person in the witness protection program should be staying there overnight. Uh, yes. Rose isn't too happy because Miles can't even stay either. He just showed up for a visit. How can she move on when he shows up like this? I don't know. Uh, scene five, we're in Blanche's initiation. Yes. The girls enter and Carl is with them. Yeah, he leaves to go make a quick phone call. The girls sit at a table. Blanche says he will be late for the initiation. How long does she think he is going to be on this phone call? I don't know. I mean, they just entered and he's going to be late. Okay. Then we see Carl on the phone. We learn that Carl is the cheese man. Why he had to wait till they got to the initiation there to make a phone? He couldn't make it from his house or out on a phone, uh, you know, pay. <laughs> they'd have to know. pay for another set, and okay. that's a whole nother like <laughs> hundreds of dollars they got to spend on another set. Like, I come guess. on. Okay, he, the cheeseman, he wants some fake ID to get out of the country because he thinks his girlfriend is about to blab. We then see the MC thank a couple for their reenactment of the defeat of General Burnside's troops at Fredericksburg. Yes, Carl meets Rose at the punch bowl and thinks Rose is hiding something from him. Yeah, Rose tells him that Miles has returned and is staying with her. Ah, Cheeseman is very happy. Now the MC says it's time to meet the new applicants and hear their lineage presentations. First is Mrs. Louise Blakely. She is rejected because of her great-grandfather once sold horseshoes to a Union soldier. That mm-hmm. gets you rejected. Uh, Blanche knows she is in trouble at this point. Yes, it is now Blanche's turn. Uh, well, Sophia wants to know what is going on, as she still can't see a thing. Of course, Blanche is at the podium and says she, she will tell the South what the South means to her instead of reading her family tree. Mm-hmm. So right there kind of gives something away, but Dempsey says they need her family tree and Blanche begins. She finally gets to the real bad part and falters, but finally has her say and exits with her head held very high. Yes, way to go, Blanche. After half the girl faints. <laughs> yes. Uh, scene six, we're in the living room. Ah, our second plot line, Blanche. She's on a chair. Dorothy enters and tries to console her. Blanche is fine now. She is Southern. 
Rose enters and says she sent Carl home. Now she just has to talk to Miles. So Miles enters, says he has come to a decision. He is going to leave the witness protection program. He tells Rose not to worry. Well, for the second time this episode, someone enters from the lanai. This time it's the cheese man. They really need to get a better lock on the doorway back there or something. Well, it's just a sliding <laughs> patio door. Uh, so, well, Miles came in that way. Yeah, so I mean, there's not a lot they can do at this time on that door. Uh, they can do something. Uh, but anyway, the cheese man has a gun and tells Miles it is time to say goodbye. Yeah, Rose doesn't know what is going on and thinks the two are fighting over her and they don't need to be. Well, Miles sets her straight, doorbell rings, and the cheeseman tells them not to make a move or a sound. So what happens? Sophia enters from the kitchen and goes straight to the door. And she has no clue what's going on out here. And he tells like something to the cheeseman without really seeing who he is, of course, because she's blind as a bat. Mm-hmm. Who's at the door but Barbara? And she has Sophia's glasses. Dreyfus. Yeah, the dog. He was the culprit. I'm not really sure how she knows this, but apparently he got the glasses off the lanai. Okay, sure thing. Sophia puts on her glasses and recognizes the cheeseman immediately because he has been on America's Most Wanted at least six times. And the last time it was the highest rated show ever. Mm -hmm. The cheeseman has made Sophia and Barbara get into the living room. Rose lets out that Barbara is a cop. Oh, good move, Rose. Barbara says she is a cop, but she's in a dress without a gun. So basically, she is a crossing guard at the moment. Yeah, well, Barbara does. She makes this move, captures the cheeseman. Yes, she did have a gun and says it's okay to lie to a bad man. So Miles can now be with Rose and they are hugging as this episode and the cheeseman plot comes to an end. Right. So I would like to bring up at this point... Uh, so, Barbara, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but the way they show her in this episode, uh, I don't know why, but it reminded me a lot of, uh, the way they were kind of utilizing, uh, Jean back in season three, I think, uh, Dorothy's lesbian friend. Yeah. Uh, so like, cause every time she would come on screen here in this episode, uh, Barbara just had this very strange presence almost that I, I can't really explain it, but every time I was, she's on the screen, it seemed like they're trying to push Barbara's like a very femme lesbian, uh, is what I got from their characterization of her. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I don't think that's... Maybe that is the case. I don't know. But, I get that, but okay. Um, that's just what it, it struck me as. Um, so we have a few cultural references, not many. Uh, firstly, to Captain Kangaroo, uh, which is an American children's TV series that aired weekday mornings on CBS from 1955 until December of 1984. Uh, Roy Orbison, an American singer, songwriter, and musician known for his impassioned singing style, complex song structures, and dark emotional ballads. 
the Harlem Globetrotters are an exhibition basketball team that combine athleticism, theater, and comedy into their style of play. Uh, and America's Most Wanted was an American TV program uh, that at the time of its cancellation in June of 2011 was the longest running program in Fox's history, a mark that has since been surpassed by The Simpsons. Um, it was simply just uh, they profiled different criminals that were wanted for various crimes. Uh, so uh, it has been officially off the air since 2013 uh, after a short revival by uh, Lifetime uh, between 20, uh, 2011 and 2013. Uh, and it has since been off the air since 2013. Um, do, do, do. We have a few side characters. Barbara, played by Christy McNichol, uh, known for being in the Pirate movie, Little Darlings, Two Moon Junction, and Family. Uh, she is a two-time uh, Golden Globe nominee, a two-time Emmy winner, and two-other-time Emmy nominee. Uh, her Emmys, uh, she has won two Emmys in 1977 and 1979 uh, for Outstanding uh, actor, Supporting Actress in a Drama for her role on Family, and she was nominated two other times in 1978 and 1980 uh, for the same thing. Uh, so, and then she was nominated two Glo Golden Globes in 79, uh, Best Dramatic Actress in a TV Series on Family, and Best Actress in a Supporting Role Motion Picture uh, for Only When I Laugh in 1982. Uh, Carl, or the Cheese Man, uh, is known for the original 1967 version of The Producers, uh, also Arthur. Uh, he plays Morty on Seinfeld yes. uh, and Hot Stuff. Uh, he is also in. Uh, the MC of the Daughters of the South meeting uh, is Gloria Dorson, known primarily for her role as Woman in Phone Booth in Total Recall. Uh, she is also in Hoosiers, Reasons of the Heart, and The Couch Trip. That's her most notable role, according to IMDb. Okay. So, <clears throat> what can I tell you? Uh, Mrs. Louise Blakely is played by Beth Grant, known for playing Kitty Farmer in Donnie Darko. She's also in Speed, also plays Carla Jean's mother in No Country for Old Men, and is also in Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, and let's see, this year uh, has been in three things this year. Uh, three episodes of A Series of Unfortunate Events. She plays the woman with hair but no beard. Uh, she is also in a short film called Nocturne and a film called Hold On, all from this year. Uh, it says she has three award wins. Are these actual awards? Uh, no. Okay. Um, and the woman who protests Claude Lividay is played by Marla Adams, known for Gotcha, The Bold and the Beautiful, in which she plays Beth Logan, uh, the 1980s TV series Beauty and the Beast, and The Young and the Restless. Throughout 124 episodes, she plays the role of 
Dinah Mergeron, uh, including a few episodes this year uh, as well. Uh, then lastly, the uh, woman who faints uh, when Blanche reveals her uh, ancestor from Buffalo is played by Elise Ogden. Uh, this is her most notable role. Um, she also appears on, yeah, she also appears on All-American Girl, Blossom, and um, five episodes of Empty Nest in five different roles. Or no, four different roles. She plays Mrs. Lasco in two episodes. Uh, and also part of the production staff on Empty Nest. Uh, no new sex partners established, so the tally still stands. Blanche 156, Sophia 10, Dorothy 10, and Rose 8. Hmm. All right, I only have one little observation. Yes, I know it's a sitcom. I know they stretch the things a little bit here, but... Um, the last scene, Barbara, you know, she's all of like her takedown maneuver. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The it's, cheese man's it's, at least two hundred pounds. Oh yeah, it's it's really terrible. And, oh yeah, and, yeah. When Barbara makes this arrest, I mean, I'm not expecting like you know John Wick level stunt choreography. No, actually, but what, what would be what's a TV with great stunt work? Like I'm not expecting deadly class level stunt work here, but me still. Neither. But when she makes the arrest, okay, the move to, to get him there, you know, that's kind of fake. But anyway, mm -hmm. she takes him, she wants to take him out. She takes him outside the house to read him his rights. Mm -hmm. While she's out there, she has the girls call for backup and to get the handcuffs. Right, from Blanche's bedroom. Yes, of course. Now, I'm sorry, but the cheese man, 200 pounds, she's 100, out there on the front porch I guess all by themselves yeah it's not going to end well for let's see I'm facing I'm the cheese man mm -hmm. I'm facing yeah I mean the death penalty probably I'm yeah I'm going to let this hundred pound girl <laughs> well we don't know exactly what kind of a mobster he is he could just be like a head of a family who doesn't really do anything he could be like the godfather who doesn't actually do anything and just gives orders yeah, but if he's been um, on America's Most Wanted a hundred, uh, six times, I, I mean, which could be, but yeah, he could have his mob outside the front door. He could. I mean, that's also the weird part of this. It's like, why are you there if you're the head of this mob group? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you you don't have your own like Kuklinski to send out to kill uh, these people for you. I was just thinking like, and then we never hear anything about him again. But no. It's like, there's no way this 100-pound girl, I'm sorry, and she looks like she's 20, 20 years old. Yeah. You're not taking him in by her. Mm -mm. You don't even have handcuffs on. You, yeah. Okay, anyway, I don't have any counts from mine for this episode. It presumably goes well because she comes back in a later episode. So it must go well. Uh, serious counts, weddings, planned weddings, still at 11. Physical abuse of Rose at 14. St. Ellis stories, 46. Picture stories, 24. Cheesecakes eaten, 19. Sicily Italian stories, 9. Sicily Italian references, 55. Girls mad at each other and not best friends are moving out, 23. Sports, 31. Games, 42. And Stanley's Subornak appearances are 20. My rating, thankfully, this is the end of the Cheese Man saga and the uh, Witness Protection Program. Thank goodness. But 
It was pretty funny. 79 out of 100. Uh, well, are you glad they didn't do like a South Park style hour long trilogy like Imagination Land or something about this? It's just so far out uh, there. I'm sorry. Okay. It's just so far out. Uh, well, that'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until our next episode, goodbye.